Good morning. Good morning. Joe's not here, but I'm here, so don't leave. Uh, Joe. Uh, Joe is on the Zoom call, so if you get, if you know any guys, by the way, I, I always forget to say this. If you know any guys that can't be here, if you're traveling out of town, please join us. All you got to do is look on your handout, go to menstable.com, click the link, you're here. And and if you see something today, you know, every once in a while Phil says something good. Uh, if you see something you like and you want to share it with a friend, you can go to menstable.com and everything right there all the meetings are recorded you can say hey uh there's something shared today i want to share with you speaking of sharing i'm gonna write this number down if phil lets me use the whiteboard here 119 all right what is 119 psalm 119 uh, you're gonna get sick of me talking about the psalms i know psalm 119 is like there's Psalms and there's, you've probably heard some of the ones, 139 and whatnot, David and whatnot, 119. If you read that regularly, it will lift your spirit. It will lift, it will literally, you know, Phil talks about the journey from here to here is a long, long way. We went to deer camp and you can go from here to here at deer camp. But uh, that's 911 backwards. 911 backwards, that's right. How about that? Psalm 119 has just, 22 verses. I won't talk about it long, but it has 22 verses, and I promise you it will lift your spirit. It is unbelievable. Anyway, so uh, one joke. Uh, Phil said, you know, Jeff, you need to start going the extra mile. And I said, Phil, yesterday I went the extra mile because I passed the exit on the highway, went the extra mile, and turned around and came back. <laughs> That's how I usually go the extra mile. That's my joke for the day. Bad, bad. All right, so we're, we're going to take three, two minutes, uh, answer a question here. So something new we're going to do today. Uh, last time I was here, and, and Joe normally leads us off with prayer, what we're going to do is have a few minutes to talk to your buddy and then pray for him. So the way this format works, we talked about this last time, is, hey, what's one of the challenges you're facing right now or have faced? I'd like to listen to that. I'd like to know you. So what's the challenge you face? That's the, the you can ask somebody next to you. Or, or if you've already discussed that, you can say if you could change one thing in your past, what would it be? Two great questions to ask a friend. Number one, what challenges have you faced? Are you facing right now? I just would like to know that. Number two, if you could go back and change anything, one thing, what would it be? So take a few minutes and do that. All right, all right. Now, something new, if you feel comfortable, if you feel comfortable, we're going to take 30 seconds, pray for your friend next to you, okay? Instead of me leading a prayer, I'll end with the Lord's Prayer, but let's take 30 seconds, everybody, just pray for your buddy, go. Dear Lord, thank you for my brother, and for his heart for you, continue to guide him through the training, and the deacon, and officer. Um, and pray that you'll continue to allow him to lead his family well. You know that he just continues to just have the energy and the call just to breath and the life of joy and peace. Following you and leading others to you how to uh, an infant that you man met by an infant. 
I don't know. It's a good thing. That's a great thing. Just go home. What's the basket for? Uh, we're gonna uh, take up some money for the for the for, a, for the uh, to cancer. All right, all right. So join me, join me in prayer if we pray together collectively. Heavenly Father, uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you, we thank you for the infinite, infinite, bottomless hole you placed in our souls, mm. because only you can meet that, because you are infinite. Mm. Uh, watch over those that are traveling today. Uh, be with us today. Be with Phil, our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Good. Thank you, Jeffrey. Well done, Jeffrey. Morning, gentlemen. Um, I want to uh, draw attention to one thing uh, before we get started this morning. On your handout, um, I have been encouraged to put QR codes on the handout. So we finally are kind of moving into the um, 21st century. And at the bottom, you'll see a QR code to donate to... Um, uh, BPO uh, or the capital uh, campaign for Ebenezer Place. So you can hit that QR code and just designate on the website um, if it's to our uh, just uh, uh, BPO in general um, to our ministry or specifically to the capital fund campaign. And um, we're really in a in a great place in terms of the of the matching funds that. Um, $25,000 matching fund, uh, in terms of what you have given here uh, as, as just individuals in our community, we're up to $12,000. So we want to continue um, to to invite you to give um, and match that $25,000 uh, matching fund. So thank you for giving and keep giving. And then, of course, uh, I want you to sign up for Deer Camp. There's a QR code for that. How about that? Uh, uh, Deer Camp is next uh, weekend, uh, November the 11th through the 13th. Um, still spots open for new guys. So uh, if you've not come to our men's coaching weekend, trust you'll do that um, next weekend. So this morning, um, as, as we begin, um, uh, again, I, I love music, love what happens in my heart with music, uh, how God intended um, that music would be such an important part of our um, spiritual life. It awakens uh, our heart. Um, and, you know, I, I think I've shared with you that when Carla and I um, uh, did our 40th wedding anniversary in Belize back in May and June, uh, one of the favorite parts that we did every night uh, was sit on the balcony before dinner and um, I had a, uh, we were there 10 nights and I had a 10 song playlist and I would play her one song uh, each night. 
Um, and um, th it was songs that uh, brought back lots of memories. Um, uh, and we processed our 40 years together. Lots of headaches and heartaches uh, that I have brought to, uh, uh, to her. And um, music um, played such an important part, in it, as it always does in our intimate relationships. And should it not be that so, uh, that way in our relationship with God? So I want to offer you a song that, I, that we've played before, No Longer a Slave by Zach Williams. And the visual of this is just as powerful as the words and the music itself. So I want you to be mindful of the visual, um, the, the context. Um, you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about when Jeff plays the video. But just to draw your attention, um, down three, three stanzas down. And I'm no longer a slave to fear. What we have said consistently in our men's coaching weekends through the years, if you really want to grow, if you're serious about growth, determine what you're afraid of and start attacking the fear. I mean, think about that. And I, I say that all the time in my counseling office. Um, a, a, a simple formula for growth is figure out what you're afraid of and start trusting God to overcome your fear because the opposite of fear is love. The opposite of love is not hate. It's fear relationally. Oh, I'm a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. Oh, I'm a child of God. From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Your love has called my name, and I've been born again into your family. Oh, your blood flows through my veins. May you hear the voice of God, and may he open our hearts to what he has this morning. Watch the video. I'm no longer.
Amen, amen, amen. But by the grace of God, there go I. We are all prisoners apart from Christ, are we not? Uh, we just don't have uniforms on, but my goodness, what a, what a sweet, sweet, sweet picture of the kingdom of God, and we will spend eternity with men like that. It's so cool. Be on the alert. Stand firm in your faith. Act like men. Be strong. Words in 1 Corinthians 16, 13. We continue our series, <clears throat> Lion Maker, A Call to Personal Growth. My prayer through this whole series that we're going through is that when we end, that you could actually give uh, clear testimony uh, that you are different because you have been much more intentional and deliberate about your personal growth. That you're not nearly as passive, but you're much more proactive um, in being intentional about um, identifying your broken parts and asking God to build up your broken parts. As opposed to hiding your broken parts and then doing everything you can to make sure that nobody finds out your brokenness and you just identify your good parts. And I use this hand motion because those of you who have been to uh, deer camp, you know what I'm talking about. Dribbling with my right hand as a basketball player. I could do that when I came out of mama's womb, I think. I can never remember a time. But it was that left hand that I had to get working. And that's my broken parts. And as a Christian, I really believe that God intends to heal us of our broken parts, not just us having uh, going around dribbling with our right hand. That makes sense? Trying to go slow this morning. You know? <laughs> I don't want to go too fast, you know. So look at on the back of your page, <clears throat> the Lion Maker Declaration. Again, uh, inspired and adapted from uh, Mark Batterson's book, and he calls what he wrote a manifesto. And I kind of took his manifesto and personalized it, and I wrote the declaration. So drop down about six stanzas, and I just want to read uh, the sixth stanza. I will live for the applause of nail-scarred hands. I will not let what's wrong with me keep me from whispering what's right with God. Be the lion. It's so sad that so many men have allowed their failures, their hang-ups, their addictions to define who they are. Guys, that's not who you are. God didn't make you that way. But sometimes it, it definitely is a hard, long journey to get back or get to the way God made you. I love the story of Michelangelo and, and the way he created the statue of David. You know, um, I think it's like 17 feet high. It's on my bucket list, uh, Walter. I haven't gotten over there yet, but I'm going to be standing in front of that statue before Jesus comes back. I pray it's on my bucket list. And I've never had anybody stand before a 17-foot uh, statue of a naked guy and say, man, that is one big old naked guy. No. What I've been told is men stand before that and weep because of the beauty 
that Michelangelo created. And they asked Michelangelo, how did you create the statue of David? And he said, I took that piece of granite and I kept chipping away at everything that wasn't David and David emerged. Guys, that's what God's doing. He's chipping away at that which is not who you are and who I am and allowing us, allowing you to emerge in what he created us to be. And it's a fight. It's a hard journey. So pick up your pen. Let's go to work. Let's engage. I've got three questions for you this morning. First question, what are your dreams? Would you just share what action you're taking as a result of this series? What are your dreams? And again, Jeff, show that, that first slide. And, you know, when I ask you that question, my intent is that it would invite you to put together um, your goals, your plan, your action, moving toward reality of really growing. So when I ask that question, it's an invitation to be intentional and deliberate about your personal growth. The dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken down into steps becomes a plan. And a plan backed by action makes your dreams a reality. Where are you headed? If you don't have it written down, uh, you're not going to get there. Write it down. Write it down. Um, I want to ask Jay Atkinson to come up. Jay, um, um, I've asked Jay to share a little bit about his journey in, in regards to this. And, and Jay asked me for the opportunity to make us aware of something that he's aware of. And this is a little bit out of context because I've never done this before. And I'll, I haven't and, either. <laughs> and, I, and I'll explain uh, what I mean by that in, in a minute. Now, I have to, I have to tell you, uh, I'm, I'm going to totally embarrass Jay right here. Jay, when I asked Jay to do this, he said, well, Phil, I'm not, I'm a little nervous. I'm not much on speaking. I'm an accountant. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm a dumbass. And if God can use a dumbass to speak to a bunch of guys, then he can use an accountant. You know, and it's kind of like Balaam. If, if God can use an ass to speak to Balaam, he can sure use a East Tennessee hillbilly and an accountant to speak to you guys this morning. So, Jay, share. Well, I appreciate it, Phil, and thank you all, and good morning. Uh, Phil asked me to share a little bit about what this means to me and just be in the line. I, I want to say I want to thank Phil. You, you're such an inspiration to us all. And I had emailed him and, and kind of expressed that, and certainly it was not to puff him up. It was to encourage him because what he does for us week in and week out is truly a blessing. So with that said, I had a coworker come up to me and their music director, 37-year-old guy, got cancer. And I thought of being the line. There's no better way to be a line to help out a perfect stranger. Christ walked up to strangers every day and was the line. So I was going to ask for some donations for this guy. We've got two young children, a wife. But um, just being inspired by this series and to step out and be the line. The world we're living in today, there's not enough line. So I would ask that y'all just 
what you're feel led to do to be generous and to help this guy out. So, and also, if you would like the GoFundMe, you can text me at 662-571-0123. But again, thank y'all. And just by being a part of this group, for me personally, it's like a booster shot. I know that's a bad word these days, but it is a booster shot to my soul. And thank each and every one of you. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, man. And again, what we're going to do is uh, uh, Jay brought two of his daughter's Easter baskets. And so we're just going to pass the Easter basket. And I, we've never done this here. Uh, obviously, there's all kinds uh, of uh, opportunities uh, to give to different things. And I normally don't allow this just to kind of protect us. But in, in this context and Jay's heart for this, we're going to allow this one time. So don't start you know, flooding me with all kinds of opportunity on this. But I just felt like in, in, in this context, this is a good opportunity. So, so give what you can uh, to this uh, family that's um, in need. Again, being engaged, being engaged. So question number two that I would ask you is this, what do you need to stop doing today? And what do you need to start doing today? Now think about that for a minute. Change in a very simple uh, framework is stopping something and starting something. If you tell me that you want to change, I'm not nearly as interested in what you're wanting to stop and what you want to change as what you're willing to do about that. And it's very dangerous to stop something and not start something. In fact, Jesus told a parable. It's one of my favorite parables of Jesus. Jesus told about a man who wanted to get rid of something. He called it a demon. Call it your addiction. Call it your anger. Call it your baddest, worstest, nastiest habit. The man got rid of the demon and sent the demon out into the desert. Well, the demon didn't like the desert any more than you and I would. It's hot out there. So the demon not liking the desert, as Jesus tells the parable, came back to the man. And Jesus said, the demon found the man swept and clean. And so the demon said, well, this is pretty cool. And he goes, gets his seven buddies, and they come back to the man. And as Jesus described, the man was worse off then in the second state than he was the first. Things got worser. Things got worser. Now, what's Jesus saying there? Jesus is saying that if you want to get rid of something then you've got to start something and what happened is the man just got rid of the bad i'm not going to think of red-faced monkeys i'm not going to think of red-faced monkeys i'm not going to think of red-faced monkeys i'm going to quit drinking i'm going to quit yelling at my wife i'm going to stop i'm going to stop i'm going to stop that's like running a marathon in a cul-de-sac you're going to run into a house it won't work it will not work it's called willpower in the, in the worstest, nastiest way. Change relative to willpower is nothing more than the first step. That's the willpower to take the first step toward doing something different. Stop the bad. But if you really want to change, I want to hear what you're going to do, what you're going to start. I want to stop drinking. I'm going to go to treatment. 
I want to stop uh, being such a poor husband. I'm going to go to counseling. So you want to change? What do you need to start? So write that down. What do you want to stop? Identify that. But now, what are you going to do about it? So I'll give you a, a couple seconds to write that down. And if you're having a hard time figuring out something, think about what your wife would like you to do. How about that? Try to prime the pump there. I'll help you. <laughs> One and the same, right, Steve? What are you scared of? Third question. What act of bravery and courage do you need to take today? What action will you take to pursue your dreams? Again, that's that's uh, another way of asking that question that I mentioned in terms of what, what are you afraid of? It, it's going to take courage and bravery. I had I had the most interesting situation happen in my office um, this week. I I thought I, I thought I was talking to twins uh, this week. I had one guy who I've been working with for about um, I don't know. I've been working with them for about three years as a couple. And uh, he was he was a blockhead. I mean, it was, it was just a, you know, have you ever met just a blockhead? You know, it's like, goodness, you know, maybe been the guy that you shaved this morning was the blockhead, you know. Um, and uh, dude, it's so cool. Something happened to him about uh, nine months ago. And if he were here this morning, he would be glad to share it. And so he was in my office this week and and um, he's been transformed. And he was so wooden, narcissistic, incapable of seeing his wife's pain that she was enduring in being married to him. All he wanted to do was solve the problem. And, and what we always say is that it, the issue is never the issue. What he thought was the problem was not the problem. You know what the problem was? his inability to have any kind of awareness of her or himself. And dude, nine months ago, somehow God, he appeared to him kind of, you know, not, not literally, but transformed his heart and broke his heart. And he started feeling and he saw his wife for the first time. I mean, it was amazing. And I told him, I said, I said, you know, we were talking about that and I was asking him to share that and what happened. And he said, God just broke my heart. And I said, well, it kind of hurts my feelings because you can't say, well, you know, I came to counseling and counseling healed me. <laughs> you know, kind of hurt my feelings a little bit, Carver, you know. But no, it was sweet. And then I got this other guy. And this is like deja vu all over again. I just started seeing this other guy. And this guy is like that guy, only he's not gone through the transformation process. And he is miserable to sit with. I mean, I'm, I'm just glad I've only got an hour with him every week. Because if I was married to him, I think I would just shoot myself. It's just like, dude, you know, it's miserable. 
Let me just give you a hint on this counseling thing. If you cannot self-assess and you can't see your part in the rupture, then just counseling is a waste of time. It's good for the counselor. <laughs> it's good for the counselor. That's right. The counselor gets his mortgage paid for. That's good. That's right. Marketing. Marketing, right, Rhoda? But dude, it's like if you can't see your part, then don't come into my office thinking that you're going to point the finger uh, at your sweet wife. I mean, you know, I, again, I mean, my wife identifies as a Texas rattlesnake. I didn't come up with that. She calls herself that. I mean, she'll bite you, you know, because she won't take any lip off me, you know. Um, but she was not my problem years ago. I had a counselor tell me that. That made me mad. I was sitting there trying to convince him how hard it was to live with this Texas rattlesnake. And he looked at me and he had the audacity to say, Carla is not your problem. And I'm thinking, well, you don't live with her. And it, dude, he was totally right. In 40 years, we celebrated in Belize. And sweet, sweet journey. Thank you, God. But I had to see my part. Turn over to 2 Samuel 23. 2 Samuel 23, as, as we've continued through this series, this call to personal growth. And, and David is such a model of not only taking responsibility for his own life, but building into others. And we're kind of anchored in this 30, 23rd chapter of 2 Samuel. And um, he's got three men. He, he started, he, he had 30 guys that turned out to be 37 guys by the time he kept adding uh, to his group, but he had three of these guys that were especially close. Now, this is a life team. Every man in here would be well served to be able to identify your three. Who's your three? Here's David's three. Verse eight. This is the listing of David's top men. Joshibas Shebeth, the Tachamite. He was chief of the three. He once put his spear to work against 800 and killed them all in a day. Eleazar, son of Dodai, the Ahoyhite, was the next of the elite three. He was with David when the Philistines poked fun at them at Pasdaman. And when the Philistines drew up for battle, Israel retreated. But, 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 Eleazar stood his ground. But Eleazar stood his ground. Gentlemen, I hope that phrase rattles in your head like that song at Disney World, It's a Small, Small World. <laughs> you know, when you go through that crazy ride, you can't get that song out of your head, all right? But Eleazar stood his ground and killed Philistines right and left until he was exhausted, but he never let go of his sword. A big win for God that day. The army then rejoined Eleazar, but all there was left to do was to clean up. And then he, of course, mentions the third guy, Shammah. Eleazar. Eleazar. But Eleazar 
stood his ground. Guys, today's session, I just simply call it life decision. Life. Every day is a life or death issue. Satan is described as the one who brings death into our life. He hunts us. He's seeking to take us out um, and the fight for life and death is before us every day and we don't realize it. I'm in a fight. I want to choose life every day. A decisive moment. Today may be a critical decision, an opportunity that changes the whole course of your life. Be on the ready. There's opportunities. Today, you will face opportunities to show kindness, opportunities to show courage. Be ready to seize the opportunity. Retreat was nowhere in Eleazar's frame of reference. You know, in the, in the, in the counseling world, what we call retreat um, um, is about being defensive. And there's four primary defenses, and there's one, only one offensive position. We call the defensive positions fight or flight. Everybody's familiar with that, fight, flight. And then there's freeze and fawn. And freeze is just where you go numb. The second guy that I just mentioned to you, that's still waiting on his heart to be transformed. His little wife is a freezer. So he's, he's a fighter um, and she's a freezer. Now, how do you think that works? Every time she gets under stress, freezing just means you just shut down, you know, just kind of like a roly-poly. You just play dead, play, play possum. So sad. And then fawn is just that you merge. I'll have what he's having. I'll just go along to get along or get along to go along. That sort of thing. That's what fawn is. But there's only one offensive position. The offensive position is to face. Face the dragon. Confront. Confront. Face. 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 Guys, every day you and I are faced with opportunities of life or death. My name is. Who are you? My name is. I want to show you one of the greatest clips in all of Clipdom. <laughs> this is a manly clip. This is you and me. This could be you. This could be you this afternoon at three o'clock. You won't be dressed like this. It won't look the same, but it could be the same idea. Seize the opportunity. Who are you? My name is. Watch this. Why doesn't the hero reveal himself and tell us all your real name? You do have a name. My name is Gladiator. How dare you show your back to me? Slave! Will you remove your helmet and tell me your name? 
My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the North, general of the Felix Legions, loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. Life or death, every, every minute of this day is an opportunity to choose life or to choose death. What will you choose? Opportunity to be kind, to be courageous, to own your own failures, to go home and tell your wife that you have failed her. But guys, if you want God to do something new, you can't keep doing the same thing. What you need to stop doing has to be identified and what you need to start doing needs to be identified. Whether it's a stop doing list or a start doing list, a dream without a to-do list is called a wish list. I wish I would change. I wish she would change. Dude, I'm not into wish lists. take charge. Stop and start. Write it down. Write it down. Pursue your future. Pursue your future. One of, one of the questions that we often ask uh, guys at our coaching weekend is, um, where would you like to be in 90 days? Where would you like to be? It's, it's always interesting to hear that answer, you know, I, I, you know, 90 days in, in the area of um, treatment and uh, change is kind of an arbitrary number. Um, I don't know exactly the history of 90 days, you know, how 90 days got started, but it's 12 weeks, 12 sessions, 90 meetings in 90 days, three months. Where would you like to be in three months? Pursue your future. Okay, so that's where you'd like to be. What's it going to take to get there? Another question that we ask often is, 
when you come back to deer camp in a year, this time next year, what would you like to be telling us? Isn't that, isn't that a great question? It's like, it's helping a guy to create his vision to actually define his dream. This is where I would like to be. Okay, so then the follow-up question would be what? What's it going to take to get there? If that's where you want to be, I, I love that. And really, that's the way Jesus worked. I mean, Jesus was continually doing interventions with broken people. And Jesus would simply ask, what would you like for me to do for you? Where do you want to be? Where are you headed? I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter which way you go then, does it? Alice in Wonderland. Pursue your future. Edmund Burke uh, is quoted as saying, and I, and I first heard this quote from Chuck Colson years ago, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Guys, through this whole series, uh, I hope you hear me say this every week. Um, I've almost forgotten to say it today. Passivity. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it in my own life. Um, and so many times early in my life, um, I would sulk. I would give Carla the silent treatment. I know what I'll do. I'll quit talking to her for a week. Yeah. And then I would come into a Bible study and tell people about Jesus. And I wasn't even talking to my wife. Wow. Now that's brilliant. Uh -uh. Dude, I hate that. I saw my dad do that. I love my dad. He's 95 years old. But I, he taught me well. I know what I'll do. I'll get depressed and I'll quit talking and there'll be silence all over the house. Dad's mad. Dad's mad. Dude, it was crazy. Crazy. In my house, what nearly as dysfunctional as your house probably was. It's crazy. You got to choose your battles, guys. Choose them wisely. It really is a fight. It really is. You're in a fight. I'm in a fight. Every day, we're given opportunities. Will you seize it? Be ready for it. I mean, where's the pain in your life? Go address that. And, and again, if I sat with you, I would, I would in no way want to minimize your pain. I mean, the pain is real. I, I, I get that. But I'm not going to feel sorry for you. There's no way. I wouldn't want you to feel sorry for me. So I wouldn't invalidate your pain. But I would basically ask you, so, okay, that's, that, that sounds pretty serious. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to fight or are you just going to roll over and die? Tuesday night, I had the opportunity to speak in Yazoo City at First Baptist Church. Phil asked me to come and we had a great night. You know, the one thing I forgot to do, Phil, I was going to tell a Jerry Clower joke. And I forgot because I, I thought that would just be the best. You know, I mean, I'm in Yazoo City at First Baptist. I got to tell a Jerry Clower joke and I forgot. I knew it. God intervened and said, God protected us all. That's right. But 
you know, again, guys, seizing the opportunity. And I, you know, it, it, Tuesday night, I showed that clip again that we showed last week of Marcus Luttrell. Um, he shot up, can't walk. And he draws a line in the sand with a rock. And do you remember how long he did? He, did, he, he drew the line, crawled to the line. And then he took the rock and drew another line. And do you remember how long, how far he, he crawled? No. No. How long did he crawl? Are you sure? Yeah. Seven miles. Seven miles. Yeah. I'd do that about seven times. And I'd be sucking my thumb and crying for my mama. Hey, mama ain't going to come and get you out there in Afghanistan. You need to fight every day until your hand freezes on the sword. What are you willing to die for? What are you willing to die for? What if all the misery and relationships that are struggling in your life depended on you to fight well, to fight bravely, to fight courageously? and stop asking somebody else to change so your life can be better. Dude, that's passivity. Let me just try to help you with that. That's called passivity. But Eleazar stood his ground. But Eleazar stood his ground. Will you fight? Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the great dynamic life you've given us. It can be hard. It can be scary. But Lord, uh, this is real. Thank you for the reality of life, the pain of it, uh, the victory of it, all because we are part of your dynamic and dramatic redemptive history. Help us to play our role appropriately in your drama. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week.